This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Here's Speroni. He rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice looking move from Palace. That's a neat ball to Ambrose. A space on the right. Good turn. He crosses into Johnson. Oh, yes. Back of the nest. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest preview podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of RedderBlueArmy.co.uk, and I'm joined by Albert Curley and Chris Hambling to review Southampton, preview Fulham, and talk, well, transfer deadline day, sort of. After a frustrating evening at St Mary's, we focus on referee Andre Mariner, Wilfred Zaha's temperament, and Roy Hodgson's in-game management. Looking ahead to Fulham, how do we feel the Zaha void, and who starts up front drives the conversation. Yes, so here we are one day recording after Southampton, probably going to get a lot of frustration coming through, firstly from, um, well, Chris Hamlin coming over to the other side. Uh, yes, and uh, and happy to do so, <laughs> delighted in fact. Um, <laughs> it's always good to broaden your horizons, you know, just taste what it's like on the other side of the curtain, <laughs> I guess. You had um, a good old time trying to listen, stroke, watch the game last night. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, I uh, stayed way too late uh, at work because I'm an adult now. And apparently, I have to do my job. Gone are the days where I could spend all day on the internet reading and writing about Palace, so I actually have to do work these days. But um, So I'm driving back, um, left, left work at about quarter past seven, work in Reading, living Crawley. Terrible weather, two-hour drive at minimum. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll, before I leave, I'll, I'll set myself up nicely, get a little link to... Uh, to, to the game on the radio on the ipad bluetooth it up you know easy soon as i uh as soon as i go to to press play yeah the link doesn't work pull over on the hard shoulder it's illegal don't do it kids <laughs> um but you know i'm desperate to find the game every link i find doesn't work until i find a, a wonderful stream that i'm not sure why it exists of two northerners commentating on a stream of the palace game so i took in the first half in in some strange circumstances, but got back to watch it in full for the second half. I think I got the rough end of the deal there. Mm, someone needs to tell Andre Mariner that a hard shoulder is illegal and then maybe he'll give Rufus <laughs> Zaha a free kick. 
That is worth a round of applause. Well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that is Albert Curley, as always. Welcome to the show. Hello, mate. Yeah, how was your day? Today? Uh, yeah. Ah, oh, mate, sketchy, but fine. All good. Nothing yeah. wrong. Uh, is, is the Kingsman getting so bad they're asking you to star in it now? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And if anyone's listening from that part of the world, everything's fine. <laughs> Right, before we go any further, let's start with this. Damn, I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? I'm going to leave you three to it, man. It is the last day of dry January for me, and um, I'm feeling fabulous. (laughs) I'm getting like, I I sleep through the night, so I wake up feeling refreshed in the morning. I I think beer might be a thing of the past on me, guys. That's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying, mate. I've had to really cut down for, for diabetes reasons. That's a proper reason. You, no excuse. So um, you're turning um, you're turning beer check, like the Americans say rain check. They say I'll take a rain check on that, meaning I'm gonna skip it. So you're gonna you're flipping the beer check round to mean that you're just not gonna do it anymore. Is that right? Is this the new feature? Well, maybe, but after the game on Saturday against Fulham, um, friend's birthday, we're going to Broccoli Brewery, so we'll, we'll we'll see how long it lasts into February. And on the note, a Hambo, of your um, diabetes and drinking, yeah. uh, what are you on? Well, that is a, a lovely single malt Bushmills, um, drinking straight from the bottle because I forgot to put a glass to the side of the computer before we started this, so I got a bit of class, mate. That is exactly what we expect on this show, Albert. Do you remember that that small American craft beer I was drinking last week? You're finishing the rest of it off tonight? Yeah. The, the, Bud, the Budweiser. <laughs> Bud? It'll be big next year, kids. <laughs> it's making, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> uh, right, this week we're going to start with Vicente Guaita's M&M haircut. Uh, big fan, Albert? Uh, not. I wouldn't rock it myself, to be honest, but I thought it looked quite good on him. Um, yeah, I've got no problems with it if that's how he wants to. You know, we've had we've had some keepers with dodgy barnets before, mainly the Speroni sort of mullet. Uh, it's better yeah. than that. Um, and ponytail. And ponytail. I'm just trying to think of other goalkeepers we've had with suspect hairdos. Chris Day had the classic '90s curtains. Yes, uh, and remember, I mean, I know he was only on loan, but Nico Vassen was definitely receding earlier than he should have uh, something i can now relate to later in life um but yeah, yeah. I, I, it makes him stand out you know hambo did you ever rock frosted tips like carlo nash oh, mate um first of all you know talking about hair makes me all sort of nostalgic and misty-eyed because you know it's been a while it's been a while um i had you, you know you mentioned chris day's hair that was my haircut you know, it was, really? it was curtains for way too long. You know, I rocked it for that little bit too long. Uh, and then it went, basically. Uh, but just before it went, I went. I had full-on Kurt Cobain shoulder-length golden hair. Those were the days. This oh, is we, a lie, surely. We need, we need some of these pictures. I don't know if they even exist. They must do somewhere, I guess. But, you know, it was before the, before the old smartphone revolution, wasn't it? So, um, But, yeah, I was, a, I was a bit of a grunger. And that's that was my look for a while. Yes. I miss it. The second, that's the second preview show in a row where there's been a Kurt Cobain reference. <laughs> yeah, because you had the uh, Nirvana chat after Ian Wright the other week, didn't you? So, uh, but on, on Guaita, you know, he's got he's got the locks, so you know, do do what he wants, can't he? Seems to suit him. 
Well, Quite sure. Hambo, as for your hair, never mind. I'm too good at it. I'm just too good. Um, And also just too good is Alexander Sorlot, three and three for Ghent. And he scored a penalty in their cup win in the shootout last night. Albert, you, you big, big big fan. (laughs) I've always liked him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, To be honest, the first, that's the first I've heard of it. I haven't, you know, don't take it personally, Alexander. I haven't made a habit of sort of keeping tabs on him. So, but hey, good for him. You know, like, you know, he's, if he's found his level and he can impress, and I'm being deadly serious, you know, maybe maybe there's still a future for him. Yeah, no, I'm happy for him. I, I hope he scores some goals. And, you know, he's still very young. He can improve out there. But we was all saying he needed some time in the championship, and that's probably what the Belgian Premier League is um, around that sort of level. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be good for him to get some game time. Hambo, you... Um, See, he's getting some competition now in that league as Belassi's gone to Anderlecht on loan. <laughs> yeah, I did see that, you know. Um, a lot of people, you know, she saw the link for Belassi to come back to us. Uh, mixed reaction to that, wasn't there? You know, I always found him the most entertaining of players. And he, you know, he soured a bit when he left, but I'd have gladly have, have had him back in, in the side, just, you know, off the bench. And of course, it would have been off the bench with Roy, wouldn't it, for the first sort of 10, 15 games that we had him. Um, well, well Matt, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Last, last five minutes, but um, no, it's, it's interesting to see you know on Surloff as well. It's you know, dare I suggest going to play for a manager who knows him, um, getting his confidence up because he was devoid of confidence, wasn't he? No movement in in the last game he played for us, and yeah. that's basic stuff. And you got to ask the question, you know, how many strikers playing under Roy have lost confidence and the ability to score goals? Hmm. Mm. Wow, that is food for thought right there. Um, someone who might be coming off the bench and, um, well, our only real bit of business in this transfer window, if you go by Roy's comments, is Bakary Sacco. Were you happy to see him come back, Hambo? Yeah, yes, I guess. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't angry like some people were. Um, you can see the logic in it, can't you? Because, you know, by all accounts, we wanted him to stay anyway, but we were very concerned about, no, you know, we've got his past injury record. And, and the recovery from the from the ankle damage at the end of his uh, spell with us. So mm. clearly we offered a, a contract that reflected our concerns. But now he's he's fit and available. Um, and the suggestion is Roy was very happy to get him back in the squad. Um, let, let's see when he gets used. But let's face it, you know, he was one of the few people last season who looked clinical in, in, his, in his best spell. So you know you don't want to you don't want to turn a player turn around <laughs> turn away even a player. Um, who who knows the system, knows the players, and can actually put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, it probably makes a lot of sense for a, over Balassi in that sense that he knows him, and um, I think that's been talked about a lot. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he gets on, how he's um, recovered from that injury. Obviously, he didn't break into the West Brom team, which is, I guess, a little bit surprising. You would have thought that um, he scored a lot of goals at that level. Maybe it's just playing for Wolves in the past. He just found that he couldn't do it. <laughs> but I don't know. But um, Albert, no other news in the transfer window. Are you, are you expecting anything before eleven o'clock? Uh, what in the, for for us signing players? I mean, a, a lot could happen between now and eleven o'clock, but it's not going to be Crystal Palace making any sort of signing, is it? Um, it's going to be you drinking three Budweisers. I've only got I've only got one left actually, <sighs> which is you know taking the <laughs> taking the shine off my evening. Uh, no, listen, I, I, if if we were to make another signing, I would be 
if we make another signing for 11 o'clock, we should come back and record another bit because obviously it's not 11 o'clock yet. That's how confident I am that it won't happen. I will get out of bed and record more to review it if you want. So listeners, it's currently five to nine on transfer deadline day as we're recording. So um, if all of a sudden we yelp with surprise during this show, you'll you'll know it will mean that we've signed someone. <laughs> right, we'll finish that there. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that very, very frustrating evening at St. Mary's. <laughs> Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast www.backofthenest.com Yeah, I'm, you know, it wasn't a bad drive back last night. It was very icy and stuff and a little bit dangerous, but um, got back reasonably early, which dwindled away some of my frustrations of last night. But I'm still, I'm still 70% frustrated, Hambo. How about you? Um it's very hard to to not be frustrated, isn't it? Because, you know, I think I even posted off the game last night that a point away from home in the Premier League should never be sort of sneered at. It Generally speaking, it's usually a pretty good result. But, you know, the, the frustration that exists is built over a long period of time. Um, but more importantly, it's, you know, you can point to the exact same things, can't you? I mean, you've travelled all the way there. You've seen a, a, a decent Palace performance for a lot of the game. And, you know, we've hit the hour mark. The system we've got has become a little ineffective. We're not holding the ball high up the pitch. We've got options on the bench to change it. Southampton have used theirs. Yet we don't react. We concede a goal, effectively throwing away a couple of points based on, you know, what, we, what you'd feel we deserve from the game. So how can how can that frustration dissipate when you see it every week? It's not a one-off. So I, I'm finding it tough to let go of it. I'm trying to be pragmatic. I'm trying to be a little bit more positive than I was and not get dragged down into the sort of mire of social media. But, you know, it, uh, I'm struggling sort of game to game for the frustration to subside before before the next match. Um, <laughs> it's lucky we went that win against Tottenham, really, that um, just took the, took the edge off. Yeah, I'm also delighted that the Doncaster game has been announced for Sunday 4pm because I can now make it. Hurrah. So... Um be heading up there very very long journey from where i'm going to be which i can't say at the moment because it's for something that i can't say because the person's listening <laughs> so um where are you taking me come on where are you taking me <laughs> <laughs> i'm taking you to donny mate no um albert you shared a frustrations from last night uh yeah i think it's one of those things i think before the game given Southampton's sort of recent turnaround under the new guy, if if you'd have offered me a point, I probably would have reluctantly taken it and erred on the side of caution. But like you say, first half, we sort of dominate and, and you know, go ahead at the break. And yeah, it sort of just very steadily went downhill. You know, not, not drastically poor, but, you know, we just allowed them to grow into the game. And as, as Chris has said, you know, didn't didn't react to what they did. I can see why, you know, Connor Wicker might not be an option, but, you know, there's, I didn't see any reason why we couldn't have made a change up top for the last even 15 minutes just to give us some sort of outlet and get the ball held up because, you know, punting it long for Zaha and hoping that he's going to beat three or four players, which we, we you know, we've kind of been relying on for the last however many games. You know, it ended up in, you know, him getting you know, consistently fouled, which the referee, which I'm sure we'll come on to, didn't really address. And it's, you know, it's ended up in 
you know, spilling over and him getting getting sent off, which was a shame. You know, it was sort of that only compounded the frustration, really. Mm. It's left a lot of people questioning Roy Hodgson's in-game management. Um, I think that's been the the phrase of the last twenty-four hours on Crystal Palace Twitter. That's for sure. Um, Hamba, I don't know if you know this. We're at half time. If game is finished at half time, we'd be sixth in the league. Oh. Yep, seen the the half time table. Forty points. Mm. We'll be safe already. If you look at the that actual table as well, because obviously it's important to consider context, right? So if you look at that table, and around us are teams in a similar position, you can think, well, that's just the nature of football. That's you know. So let's say, for example, well, not Fulham, but let's say someone like. West Ham are fourth in the for the you know in, in that table as well. You start thinking, well, look, it's statistics. I don't really mean anything. A game lasts ninety minutes, but we're surrounded by all the top teams basically, and it, it just goes to show you that we it, it's just further evidence we can't react to change. Now you could argue that it's not necessarily Roy's fault because it's the it's the restrictions of the squad. You know, we're playing teams that have better options. They they can change it, and we have no way of reacting. That might be one way of looking at it. But I, you know, over the course of what? How many games is it we played? Twenty four? Is it twenty five now? Maybe. Um, you know, the the pattern is there for all to see, um, and I, I think I think it's just cost us, isn't it? I can't I can't explain it away for Roy, and it's his it's his doing. It's his decisions. He's reluctant to change, and he doesn't like being challenged on it either. Mm. You know, you look at all the times and the post-match press conferences or even some of the pre-match stuff where people start questioning selection. You know, they ask him, why isn't Max Mayer playing? He's straight away, he's he's, re- he's almost on the attack when he gets questioned. Um, well, let's, let's, let's not take the piss here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly that, you know. And um, I don't you know, it's, it's worrying, isn't it? You can look at that in two ways, can't you? You can actually say, well, that's how close we are to being a good side. And, Mm. You know, and, and try and be take it as a positive, but I think again emphasizes the frustration, doesn't it? Yeah, I think what really frustrated me last night was the the change that he made taking off Kiarte, who could have been injured, might not have been injured, but it was bringing on Schlupp as opposed to bringing on Max Meyer, and it's, I guess it's the outlooks on games and how the game was going to me, it looked like Southampton were starting to commit more men forward. Uh, they tried to get more men in midfield, more men in wide areas, which is where the goal eventually came from. And it was very, very clear that they was leaving loads of spaces and we just needed someone to link the midfield to the attack one time and we would have been able to break away, get a decent chance and score because IU was doing really, really, really well pressing high up the field and we were going to create a chance if we could just have a little bit of extra link in midfield. And to me, it just screamed out for Max Meyer just to be able to get on the ball and fill that void with, which Southampton were leaving us in, in the sort of middle areas of the pitch. But he bought on Jeffrey Schlupp more just to, for his pace, I guess. And I suppose he's done okay in recent weeks in centre mid. But why have we spent all those money on wages on Max Meyer? Everyone, barring Roy, it seems, has been in the main impressed with Meyer. And, you know, he got his goal against Liverpool the other week. He looked really good against Spurs at points. Um, again, in a team that was set up to counter-attack as that game against Southampton was becoming. And... I just felt it was screaming out for him, but there you go. Hodgson went for <laughs> went for Schlupp instead, and then just left it at that. Like Ayu looks like he was really tired, and 
Benteke Albert, five, ten minutes, something like that. You know, he's trying to get back to fitness. He needs some. T- he needs some minutes on the pitch and uh, screaming out for a big man to hold it up for us. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I thought Schlupp, you know, like you say, Schlupp did well against Spurs and looked good. Um, you know, as did Max Meyer. But as you again, as you're saying, we we were crying for somebody to come out, get a foot on the ball, and you know, try and find pacey players like Zaha and Townsend and put them through. We didn't. We didn't need to inject a, an, another burst of pace into the team, which is you know, arguably, you know, Schlupp's greatest asset is that he's quick, but. You know he's not a he's not a great passer of the ball. He's not gonna he's not gonna receive the ball. You know just outside our area, get his head up and and, and look for it to exploit a, a space that Zaha or Townsend's running into. So yeah, for me it would have been get get Max on, try and get a foot on the ball, and you know even more yeah get Benteke on and try and try and get the ball thirty yards up the pitch to him to see if he could hold it up and you know and get get Zaha and Townsend in and around him. But it just seemed to be a Get get schlap on because he's because he's quick, but I don't see why we needed more pace. When you know, if he if he'd have taken Townsend or Zaha off, I'm not saying I've understood it, but it would have made more sense. Um, but it just it just didn't seem to it didn't seem to um, make any sort of you know. There's no logic to it. Uh, you know, the only thing I would say on it is if he's trying to if he's trying to go like for like. I mean, first of all, you'd say well, bring on Mayer and then push Macarthur back would be probably the better option if you're thinking about going and taking advantage of, of what you've talked about, Terence, which is, you know, the opportunity to get two goals ahead. You know, and it's interesting Roy mentioned that in his comments. He sort of maligned the fact we didn't get a goal ahead. Well, he's thinking defensively, isn't he? And if you look at the goal we conceded, look at what, what happens with Jeffrey Schlupp. You know, and, and the whole team, don't get me wrong, it's the whole team defends exceptionally narrow. So War Prowse is free on that right hand side for, you know, a good two minutes before he ends up tapping in. And he's screaming for the ball. And, you know, a couple of people have said, well, you know, it's Wilf's man. He hasn't tracked back. But we, we'd done this thing of, of switching almost to a 4-4-2 without the ball, going really, really narrow. So if you look, Schlupp is, is the furthest left of the central midfielders, but he's in the middle of the pitch. And he ends up standing, marking the six-yard box. On it, you know, I'm pretty sure the six yard box isn't going to score. Um, and then and he gets all upset and starts, you know, stressing out. But he has to get his head up and, and and look at the actual danger, the actual players. But I think unfortunately, Roy's Roy's attitude is is very much one of this is the system, this is how we're going to play, rather than actually looking at the, at the opponents. And we completely failed to negate Southampton's changes, which were getting players wide, getting the overlaps going. And just pushing us, and, and and that's where we failed. And unfortunately for Jeffrey Schlupp, he was a, a big part in that. Yeah, as um, <laughs> we certainly aren't going to score in a six-yard box. I think Connor Wickham was the first player to do that for us this season, um, and that was in the cup. We have zero goals in a six-yard box in the league, <laughs> and um, every other team has at least two. So um, yeah, right. Let's move on to Andre Mariner. Um, I I arguably there could be as many as three straight red card challenges in this game for my money um the stevens one on um townsend i think that's an absolute undebatable stone red red card um the one on townsend just before zaha scores is completely out of control studs up through his ankle and um they certainly didn't touch much of that on much of the day and um the one on zaha when he's breaking away and a guy just flies through and basically body checks him 
into a crumpled heap on the ground. Could be as many as three. Um, Albert, what can Mariner have any excuse for his performance? Uh, no, not really. I think, unfortunately, the the decisions that he got most correct, for want of a better term, was the the, the, the Zaha sending off, um, uh, which is a cruel sort of twist of irony. But yeah, I mean, my um, my perfectly legal stream was a little bit uh, in and out, so I didn't see all of those challenges to which you're referring. But yeah, the the, the body check on Zaha is, I, I mean. I, I don't get it. You know, I really don't get it. I know it's not particularly malicious or, but you know, it's, it, it speaks for itself, but yeah, he's not, um, he's not had a great day at the office Mariner. And unfortunately, like I say, the only thing he's kind of got right resulted in us getting, you know, put down to 10 men. Yeah, Hambo, it, there was that, there's that side by side video being going around today of Zaha getting called up for uh, the exact same challenge on James Ward Prowse, that James Ward Prowse doesn't get called up from on Zaha. <laughs> Yeah, and then that's why Wilf loses his head, okay? Um, and you can, you know, obviously he knows he shouldn't, but that's why. It's that inconsistency. And and look at, you know, so for the, for the first challenge you mentioned, look at where Mariner is for that challenge. Yeah. You know, he's, there's, there's nobody between him. He's 15 yards maximum from it looking directly at it, and he waves play on. You know, you, you, and I'm not going to try and pronounce the manager's name, Ralph, um, <laughs> because I've been drinking whiskey. Um, but his comments after the game were, oh, look at Wan-Bissaka's challenge um, on the right-hand side. I can't remember who it was on now. Um, and he's, you know, that, but Wan-Bissaka got a booking for that and it was a foul. Yeah. And you know, it was, the, and there was no lunge. It was a standing yeah. challenge where you just stretched a tiny bit too far. It wasn't, I'm going to run, jump in from yards away with my studs up. Bang on, yeah, and look how far Stevens just slid afterwards as well. He could, if you put four, four Palace players in a line, he'd have fouled them all. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's <laughs> it's, look, it's it's incredibly, incredibly poor from the referee, mm. and without that kind of, um, you know, appalling refereeing, what happens later doesn't happen. You know, if the, if the guy does his job properly, Wilf doesn't lose his head, mm. and um, you know, we're the ones who suffer. And you know, Wilf's gonna get an extended ban for that. And what, what happens to, to Stevens? Nothing, because the ref's seen it and decided to ignore it. Nothing to Stevens, nothing to Romelu, who I think could have been sent off twice. I think he did enough to get two bookings and enough to get a straight red card. I, I thought he was yeah, a complete thug in the middle of the park. And then of course, match of the day, particularly Alan Shearer, again went down the line of he should take it as a compliment, which is just bollocks. Sorry for my language, just I'm not having it. Um it's not a compliment. It, is, it isn't the 90s, 80s, 70s anymore. It's 2019 and, you know, there's too much money involved and these players' careers are on the line, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, it's it's not to be taken as a compliment. The referee should do his job. And I was really... Getting wiped, getting, getting wiped up by opposition, having an opposition player pretend to throw the ball in your face, yeah. having, a, having the same player mm. spit at your feet. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very complimentary. Yeah, very, exactly right. And... Um, you know, I I was glad to hear Roy Hodgson say players shouldn't be expected to behave like saints all the time. <laughs> excuse the excuse the pun, Roy, for you. Um, but he's been kicked constantly all game, constantly all season, constantly for nine years now, and it all he is the most fouled player in the Premier League, and he gets what maybe two thirds of the fouls he should get. So. 
there's he's still the most foul player in the Premier League and referees have this agenda against him and they seem to only give the fouls that they absolutely have to give for him. And it's just, I'm to be honest, I'm surprised he doesn't snap more. But what needs to happen now is, and probably should already be happening, is Luca was over there after the fact where Mile Jednak would have certainly been there bef- as soon as it was happening. And this is probably a thing of, you know, Mile Jednak was there from Zaha's second season as a pro and he would have, you know, demanded respect from Zaha and Zaha basically did exactly what Mile told him to do all of the time. Obviously, it's a bit different with Luca and Zaha now because Zaha's a fully, you know, developed pro and is the superstar of the team and um, Luca's only come in a couple of years ago so perhaps you know we'll maybe wouldn't have as much not respect but wouldn't listen to him as much as a captain as he would have melee but you know at that point there Luca should have been over straight away he should have sniffed out the problem and um, gone over there and got Zaha out of there because uh, that's certainly what melee Jadonak would have done um, right man of the match uh, Albert uh, Andre Mariner, no, uh, probably probably Townsend for me. Mm. Hambo, I'm struggling. You know, it's okay. F- first of all, you know, as I said, I didn't see all of the first half, so I only have the opinion of some strange northern men. Um, I've obviously watched it all back. Second half wasn't our best, so I, I have trouble talking about who was good at all. Um, but you know, again, Townsend, full of energy, full of quality, very good. Um, and, and I suppose, you know, he got the goal and he was a menace all day. So Wilf had a good game up until the sending off that ruined it. But you know, other, other than that, I can't. I can't really say. I've got to be honest. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go um, with the Jordan Ayew. He battled tirelessly up front in that first half, particularly um, wasn't getting much help. He, he intercepted the ball many times. He caught them in possession many times particularly because they were lacklustre on the ball. But um, yeah, really tireless performance from him. And he just lacked that bit of quality at the end. But I think we know that is is kind of becoming that Fraser Campbell mould or the Cameron Jerome mould, you know, like runs around a lot, puts in great effort and et cetera, et cetera. But the end product just isn't there. But um, it, yeah, I think it was certainly one of his better, well, probably his best performance in a Palace shirt. So um, that will give Roy an excuse not to start Benteke or Wicker once against Fulham. And um, after this short break, when we come back, we'll be talking about the Fulham game. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com
put it through to Jeff Schlutt. Oh, brilliant! And the Eagles strike first. And Zaha around the keeper. Will Zaha surely set fair for an opening day victory? Commentary there from our opening day victory at Craven Cottage. Jeff Schlupp opened the scoring and Wilfred Zaha put the game to bed in the second half after brilliant work from Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Uh, holding off Mitrovic. Little shimmy past Ryan Sessignon and that through ball. Wonderful, wonderful. And Wilf rounded the goalkeeper and slotted it home. Um, and I think it's with Wilf where we start and well, I guess how we fill the void. Um, Hambo, is it a switch in formation or is it a straight swap? I, I think... Logic would suggest to me that one of the two benched strikers, uh, possibly, I think more than, more likely Wickham, because he's started a game recently, will come in and play central and Ayu will go out to where um, Zaha plays. That's what I think Roy will do. It depends a lot on the fitness of Sacco. He might be an option to come straight as a straight spot for Will, if you don't know. Um, but, that, but that's what I would go with. Well, no, that's what I predict Roy will go with, um, will be the former. Mm, but what about you? Do you see, see something like that or maybe Jeff Schlupp going out there? You've got it in one, baby. Uh, yeah, I've, <laughs> I, I, I see Jeff Schlupp getting the uh, the nod, shall we say, mm. um, and, and playing a bit wider. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd really like Benteke or Wickham to to start. and But I, th- I think, yeah, I mean, I'd be disappointed if the front three is, and this is no dig on Andros Townsend, Andros Townsend, George and Ayu and Jeffrey Schlupp, that would be quite um, upsetting, but not surprising. Yeah, I think he's probably settled on a 4-3-3 now and I reckon I reckon Wickham will get the nod and either way, if it's Schlupp or um, Ayu that goes out there, I don't I don't think Sacco's anywhere near match fit at the moment. So I, I doubt he'll be getting a run out on Saturday, but um, we'll obviously a bit, be a bit more solid defensively on that side and... Um, it will allow, you know, IU or Schlupp to be a, a bit more defensive. And with Wickham on the field, who I think it will be, he'll be able to hold the ball up um, in a much better fashion than IU can. So it gives them more time to get back. So um, I, I think Fulham will find it really tough to score against us on the weekend. I, <laughs> I, now you've done, done it. it. Well, yeah. but um, no, so yeah, I, I'm, I think it will be the same shape pretty much. Um, Tompkins. He could be injured. Um, it was a, it felt like a very bizarre substitution inside the stadium. There was no sign that he he was hurt, and um, he was James Tompkins. Also looked very baffled on the side of the pitch when he when he came off, because you know changing your back four when you're under the cosh with five minutes to go doesn't seem like the greatest plan. Um, was there anything they were saying on the stream, Hambo? No, no, there was. I mean, the way Tompkins walked off, you would suggest that there's a, a knock. Or he's playing with with a bit of pain, maybe, and um, he was just being protected a little bit. But at the same time, Roy isn't averse to a trolling sub, is he? <laughs> you know, every you know, particularly if you if you sing the name of a player, that player will stay on that bench, and he will put Jeffrey Schlupp on. Um, Why don't we sing Jeffrey Schlupp's name for God's yeah, well, sake? Well, that's why well, we need to be a bit smarter, don't we? You know, people wear their hearts on their sleeves in that crowd too much. Be they be devious, <laughs> you know. Well, it was uh, someone um, in the, the crowd was singing Hodgson make a sub, um, which we also did at Wolves uh, just before Ayu scored to make it 1-0. Um, and Roy did sort of turn down the sideline and look at the fans and shake his head. Um, I, I personally think it's a stupid song to be singing. Um, there's no there's no point. Let, let him do his job. Um, 
whether you think he's doing it badly or not is um, not one I don't think to be doing, you know, considered to be your most loyal supporters, whatever, traveling down on a Wednesday night uh, in the freezing cold, giving you loads of abuse in the crowd. I don't, uh, I don't think that's what we should be doing at away games. Would you, would you, would you have been singing it, Albert? Or just Jeffrey Stubbs' name? <laughs> I No, I wouldn't have been. No, it's football managers are, are football managers for a reason. They don't listen to what us mere mortals say. But I thought I thought he'd gone full pardew. I thought he was bringing on Scott Dan to lump him up front. Mm. Um, but alas, no, uh, didn't roll back the years and and, and bang was it Frank in, De Boer but... who put him up front at Burnley, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, harsh. We're narrowly and then lost he missed the absolute sitter. What a back pass! <laughs> oh mate, stop it. Poor old yeah. Frank. <laughs> what could have been, eh? Um, well, if it is I who plays out left, Hambo, that gives. Hodgson the opportunity to perhaps give Patrick van Arnholt what needs to be a well-earned rest, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, PVA hasn't been doing bits for a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, let's face it. Going um, through a sticky patch. <laughs> yeah, very much so, yeah. Um, no, nah, he's he's done really well PVA for us. Yeah, I, yeah, no, we got it. We got it, Albert. We got it. It's just <laughs> it's just a lot of people have made that similar joke and you know, we, we respect you. You're a guy with a good sense of humour. You're creative. That was beneath you. Um, and we tried to just move through it, but... I'm two Budweiser's down, mate. Yeah, Nothing's beneath no, me. Fair play. Fair play. <laughs> no, look, I, I think we've all... You know, PVA's always had that, hasn't he? That suspect defensive side to his game. Um, and now he's not getting forward like he was. And, you know, it's not that long ago he's popping up in, in the right-hand side of the penalty area and things like that. And when he's full flowing on form like that and he's occupying, you know, the the opposition winger who's got to try and follow him, he makes a real impact on the team. But I don't know what's happened, whether it's the lack of form or he's been told, you know, I mean, stop wandering, stop doing that, play play as left back. And I don't think that suits him. I think he has to be given that that freedom to do what the hell he wants to a point. And everyone, I really and everyone like your is... professional football speech yeah, there. I know, I know, but you know what I mean? You need to cover You need to cover his deficiencies is what I'm getting at. Mm. Don't just leave him to his own devices. Let him do what he does naturally. And that's where, you know, look, you know, look against Southampton. You bring Jeffrey Schlupp on the pitch, you think that's, that's perfect because PVA has been struggling. Get someone in there who also plays left back on the left-hand side midfield and properly cover him, cover, cover those deficiencies. But that's not what happened. Um, I think, you know, maybe Schlupp deserves a turn at, at left back or or maybe we look elsewhere in the squad. I don't know. <laughs> so your suggestion is to clog up the left-hand side with left-backs? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. As many left-backs as we can get. Tyreek Mitchell's just signed a new contract. Get him in. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I'd personally have Patrick Van Arnholt. Um, doing the oranges at half time. Right, that's enough ne- Netherlands puns, I think. <laughs> right, uh, predictions. Albert, are, are Fulham going to score? Probably, yeah. <laughs> they did yeah. score against Brighton, didn't they? <laughs> Just a few. Yeah, that's a, real, that's a real sort of mixed bag of a result, isn't it? Because you sort of think, ah, oh, Brighton got smashed. Then you think, oh, no. That means Fulham are three points closer to us. Uh, I was hoping for a draw in that one, probably. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I hope they're not finding a run of form. Let's put it that way. But we're at home, so. So what's the score going to be? Uh, it's going to be. 
I think we'll scrape it 2-1. And you can't say Wilfred Zaha is going to score. I can, (laughs) but it is impossible. Uh, Who's going to... Luca penalty and uh, James MacArthur going to dive and somehow end up scoring. God, he dived again on Wednesday night. I know. He's bad, isn't he? He, he's a naughty boy. Uh, I haven't seen a match of the day feature on him yet, but he certainly dives way more than any footballer I've ever seen at Crystal Palace. Hambo, what's the score going to be? Well, can I can I first give you a prediction from Nav? Okay. Um, he he says we will lose one nil. Mitrovic will score. Fans will lose their s. Uh, and the cash list thing at Selhurst won't work. <laughs> That's that's Nav's prediction. <laughs> thought again. Oh, uh, I, I, I own... thought that meant administration. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone did. Yeah, or a, or a reflection of the uh, transfer window. <laughs> it, it does. It means all of those things. Um, it's just we're being consistent. Um, I, I, I've got I've got real concerns. I've, I've got to be honest with you. Um, as a prediction goes, I think I think it will be one one, um, and I think it will be an un, an unpleasant um, post match place on social media once again i think we'll go ahead um i'm gonna go also go luca penalty but i think they will they will get it back after making some sensible changes in the second half and us and we completely fail to react to it um and and sessignon will pop up at the far post and not win him (laughs) um i'm gonna be way more optimistic than all of you and um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go as many as three three nil palace i think um Wow. I think it's going to be one of those weird scenarios that despite your best player not playing, it sort of makes you focus on the basics a little bit more. We'll have Connor Wickham in the middle. We'll just concentrate on getting crosses into the box. And I think we'll cause them loads of problems. And um, Scott Dan's looked good. So if Tompkins is injured, then I'm not too worried about him coming in. He looks to have hit the floor running. So yeah, I've, you know, we've got to remember that Fulham are largely very, very bad. So I, I, it's the perfect opportunity for us to now just, you know, it, extend that further a bit away from the the um, relegation zone. You know, it will it be seven. It could be as much as seven points if we win that game. So, you know, it's a really important time to get a result as well for FA Cup progression. You know, getting that draw against Doncaster is huge. If we can go there and win, which is obviously going to be a very difficult tie, but if we can go there and win, we're in a quarterfinal and. It's just, you know, there's going to be at least one championship side, probably two, maybe even a League One side, you know, going into that quarterfinal as well. So um, I think it's important that we get away from there as quick as possible. You you keep flashing your hand at me, Dirty Bertie. I'm sorry. I know, just rewinding a little bit, I know you've not drunk for a best part of a month um, and you're predicting that we're going to score three yes. goals at home. I just... That's normally the sort of thing you do when you've been drinking yeah. too much. I've been much. drinking too much lemon and ginger tea with splashes of honey. Oh, you <laughs> animal. Um, from outside of back of the nest, we've had Nathan Jones says a good opportunity for Ben Tech and Wickham to start and get scoring. Two winnables at, winnable games at home coming up even without Wilf. Um, Mike Scott has said, are you man the match performance? A brace and setting up a third. What was that? He drinks yeah. super tennis, doesn't he? That's what I'm talking about. That's the prediction you make when you are drinking yeah. too and, much. And um, Sam Heskiff, who is at a rap gig tonight, apparently, a French rap gig. Oh, he's yeah. so cool. He said he's not on holiday like you, you always are. <laughs> uh, I predicted a win before Wilf got sent off. 
Uh, we'll definitely lose now, unsurprisingly there. Uh, right, we'll be back after this short message. Hi, Preview Show listeners. This is Chris Hammond here. You've just heard me guest on this wonderful show. Uh, really enjoyed myself with Terence and Albert today. And I imagine you've really enjoyed my contribution. So if you want to hear more, head over to The Review Show. We record on a Sunday. It's out on Sunday night. And we get into the meat and drink that's a phrase i don't know i've had too much whiskey but if that's a phrase that's what we do uh, on a sunday and um yeah it'll be out sunday night enjoy it take it on your commute get angry about it and message us during the week uh, and then tell me you're not going to listen anymore you're only going to listen to the preview show like the guy did the other week cheers Right, that's almost your lot for this week. Um, review show, Sunday as normal. So um, that will be late Sunday night in your inboxes, ready for you to listen on your way to work on Monday morning. Um, Saturday morning, there's a, a pretty good thing going on at Craven Cottage. Hambo, fill us in. Yeah, um, there's a walk being done. Uh, any, those of you that listened to the Love Sports show a couple of weeks back, Paul Price um, a well-known Palace fan, the Holmesdale Cravatics himself, um, and Lee, who's a Fulham fan, um, were on the show pretty well. The whole show talking about um, about you know they they've got experience of um, both got experience of mental health issues and specifically it's about male suicide prevention. Um, and they chose rather than do a sort of charity walk and try and raise money. That's not what it's about. It's about raising awareness. So they've appealed to both sets of supporters to come and join them to walk from Craven Cottage, uh, you know, to Sellers Park. And I think there's 70 or 80 people going, which is a massive amount of people for a kind of spur of the moment decision like that to try and do something. The foundation have got behind it. I think um, uh, Fulham chairman put some money towards towards Lee's cause. Um, it, it's been really well supported. So, Again, it's possibly a bit late in the day for people to get involved. I'm not sure. I'm sure you can be accommodated if you message Paul or uh, Lee on Twitter. I think Paul is at HC015 and Paul and, and Lee, sorry, is uh, at Matchworn Shirt One. Uh, check out their feeds um, if you want to get involved, or just retweet their their messages and, and try to get this subject, which is very close to their heart and, and just not talked about enough. Um, and just try and support it as best you can and, and share that knowledge. Yeah, certainly that's um, all of our Twitter accounts have been retweeting it as well. So you can find it there. And um, if you want to go down and feel that you can walk for a few hours before a game uh, with a nice tasty Palace hour waiting for you at the end. Oh, tasty. It's definitely mm. changed. It's definitely, it's, <laughs> it used to be nice. Uh, <laughs> but we won't go into that. Um, otherwise, Steve Parrish might leave the Brexit conference and come and... Um, tell me off uh, oh <laughs> hambo thanks for joining um pleasure having Sorry. you on oh, yeah yeah loved it mate loved it and albert as always we love you oh do you yeah okay I'll t- listen i'll take it at face value i love you too <laughs> not as much as you love general levy though <laughs> wicked wicked jungle is massive right so we'll be back um next week uh who have we got is it west ham after that i don't i don't even know these days um, uh, <laughs> when's United? United, West Ham, is it? What? Well, West Ham and Leicester away, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I think that's right. So we'll be we'll be back next Thursday, normal time to preview that inevitable, inevitable annual defeat to West Ham at home, um, or something along those lines. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, that's it. So until the next time, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.